staring at the flames. Shock and relief of the tension she'd felt on coming into the house made Vera angry. Bloody hippies! She'd given them a key for emergencies, not so they could wander into her house whenever they felt like it. They had no respect for personal boundaries. What the shit do you think you're doing? Jack looked up at her, and she saw there were tears running down his cheeks. She swore under her breath. What was it? Some domestic crisis? A family bereavement? It had been a mistake to get to know these people. Let folk into your life and they started making demands. She hated people making demands. Then she remembered the times Jack and Joanna had dug the snow from the track so that she could get down the hill to work. The nights she'd gone uninvited into their house to steal bottles of homebrew when she was desperate for a drink. Evenings of good food at their kitchen table and the three of them laughing at some daft joke. He nodded towards the fire. I'm sorry, he said. It was bloody cold and I hated waiting at home once I'd made up my mind to speak to you. What is it, Jack? What's happened? He shook his head. It's Joanna. I don't know where she is. Jack was a scouser, soft and sentimental. He'd been in the Merchant Navy once, travelled the world, had stories enough to keep you entertained from tea time until a drunken early morning. Later, he'd got hooked by the dream of the good life, and reaching the age of forty, he'd bought the small holding next to Vera's house. A city boy, his only experience of rural living had been his annual pilgrimage to the Glastonbury Festival. Yet somehow he'd made a go of it. Worked from dawn to dusk, and even longer. Often coming home close to midnight after a difficult case, Vera would hear him in the barn, would tip her head round the door to say good night, and that brief contact allowed her to believe that her colleagues were wrong. She did have friends. She did have a life away from the job. What do you mean? Vera tried to keep her voice patient, although something about a weeping man made her feel like slapping him. She's been away for two days. No word. I think she's ill. She won't talk about it. What sort of ill? A pause. Cancer? Vera's mother had died of cancer when she was a child. She still had a kind of superstition about speaking the word. He shook his head. His greying hair was pulled back into a ponytail. I think it's her nerves. Depression. She went on Monday while I was at Morpeth Farmer's Market. Must have got a taxi. She said she needed some space. She warned you she was leaving. He shook his head again. Nah. She left a note. He pulled a scrap of paper from his jeans pocket, set it on the small table next to him, moving a mug with five-day-old coffee dregs so that Vera could see it. Vera recognised the writing. Joanna often communicated by notes. Purple ink and immaculate italic, spiky and beautifully formed. Septic tank emptied, parcel in barn. Fancy coming in for supper tonight? This one read... Gone away for a few days. Need some space. Soup in pan. 
Don't worry. No signature. Not even J. No kiss. A few days, Vera said. She'll be back. I shall phone. He looked up at her bleakly. She hasn't been taking her drugs. What drugs? Vera knew Jack smoked dope. The house smelled of it. Sometimes after a few beers, too many, he rolled a giant spliff when he was in her place, not thinking that she might be compromised. Once he'd even offered it to her. She'd been tempted, but had turned him down. She knew she had an addictive personality. Best to keep her vices legal. She'd presumed Joanna smoked too, but couldn't remember having seen it. Red wine was Joanna's poison, drunk from a large Bristol blue glass. My only inheritance, she'd said once.